Are you ready? Did you put on your pads? Yeah, I, I hope I hope I don't get into it with this guy because I will just... I know uh, you've got that short temper. Yeah, I will and, knock this guy around, yeah. if you know what I mean. Uh, we're, we're interviewing a man by the name of Jake the Snake Roberts. Yes. And Jake the Snake Roberts is perhaps one, well, one of the most famous wrestlers of, of in the time. 80s. So, Absolutely. We have some questions, and if he doesn't answer them the way that we want him to answer them... I'm going to F him up. Yeah, yeah. and you better believe right. that's and, true. And I'm going to tell him to come to Rick Kempfer. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> ah, it's time for Minutia Man Celebrity Interview. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is the Minutia Man Celebrity Interview with Rick and Dave. Uh, Dave, our guest today is is somebody who can pick both of us up in the air, probably in each arm, slam us down on the mat, and then parade around the ring as people cheer. And then while we're sucking air, trying to regain consciousness, he could throw a friggin' snake on us. Hence the name. parties. Jake and funny parties. <laughs> Hence the name, Jake the Snake. Please welcome to the show one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, Jake the Snake Roberts. How are you, Jake? I'm wonderful, man. It's it's a uh, it's an honor to talk to you. Um, and now that you're not wrestling anymore, at least not full time, and you're about the same age as as Dave and I, um, professional wrestling has literally been a part of your life since birth. And we'll get into the dark side of that a little bit later. But I'm guessing that the actual performances, you know, those nights in the '80s and the '90s when you climbed into the ring. You played that character. You escaped for a few hours. Character? You mean it's not real? Dave. (laughs) You escaped into the being the hero or the villain for the crowd. I got to believe that there are some fond memories from that time. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? I mean, uh, there's nothing better than performing, you know, live. It's uh, quite a rush. Hey, you got 20,000 people chanting your name, you know? Yeah, the adrenaline that you get from that, you feel bulletproof, and uh, that leads to problems, of course, but that's the way you feel. You know, I never had a problem in the ring. It's whenever I got out of the ring that I had problems. Did it help you get away from it? I mean, was it like a, an escape for you? Well, when you're in the ring, you know that you're in complete control, so nothing bothers you. Right. But when you step out of the ring, then you have to deal with people, situations, problems, and um, you can't command it the way that you do while you're in the ring. While you're in the ring, you can you can do anything, and you can make anything stop, or you can make something begin. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Too bad life's not like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, so Rick mentioned you've been basically in the wrestling world literally since birth, and that's because of a guy who wrestled under the name of Grizzly Smith. Yeah. Uh, talk us a little bit about Grizzly Smith, and uh, he wasn't always such a good guy. He was your father, and, uh, you know, talk to us a little bit about that. He was an absent father. He, he was never around. Um, not a nice man, but uh, he was a lot larger than me. He was seven foot and weighed 425 pounds. Jeez. Oh so size difference makes a difference. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, he wasn't a nice guy. He was a pedophile. Yeah. He's, he's gone, right? Is he, is he passed? Yeah. Uh, I watched that real sports 
uh, feature about you on HBO. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it was, it was gut wrenching. I got to say, and yeah. you, you got Jerry into it. Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It tears you apart. You know, living, living that life was rough, man. Cause, uh, you never knew what to expect. Yeah. Um, you know, after, uh, diamond, uh, Dallas page helped save you, uh, yeah. that you went on that HBO show, um, if Frank DeFord, maybe one of the, you know, right. the all-time great journalists, uh, mm-hmm. did a, a, I thought it was a very, uh, nice piece about you guys. Um, it was. but it, it definitely came through that, uh, you were in a very bad place, uh, when they, when it just shortly before this aired and you were wishing, you were hoping that you would die. And at that yeah. time, um, that was that was nine years ago already. Yeah. At, at that yeah. time, you were even afraid to leave the house. I mean, ha- what has happened to you yeah. since then? I mean, I know you're you're working again and you're doing all sorts of stuff. Uh, uh, fill us in on that time period. Yeah, how, to, how you got to the yeah. place now that you're at. Well, you know, being with DDP for I lived with him for two and a half years. Uh, that's a pretty long uh, stint. Yeah. In any re- but, uh, yeah, in the beginning, I was afraid to leave the house completely, man, because I was afraid that I'd, I'd pick up, you know, or go out and drink or something was going to happen. So uh, that's the reason I cut my driver's license up. That way I couldn't drive anymore. Hmm. And uh, that was a that was a big thing to cut your driver's license up just to make sure you don't drive. Yeah. But uh, since then... I've uh, became a lot more comfortable with my sobriety. Uh, today, I don't even think about it, to tell you the truth, which is really nice. Um, I have no itches or tweaks or anything that uh, makes me want to use. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had some bad things happen, and even when the bad things happened, I didn't pick up. And that's what you look for. You look for your triggers, man. What, what would make you want to pick up? Well, there's absolutely nothing that would make me want to pick up. I can honestly tell you that. Because I know how good it feels to be sober. I know how good it feels to be in control of my life. Yeah. You know, my life today, I'm I'm in control of it as much as I want. And uh, the rest of it, the people around me have, you know? Yeah. And I've got got my oldest daughter doing, taking care of me and... uh, making sure I make my appointments and, uh, and my obligations. And uh, it works very well for us. And, and in the show, you said that you felt like this was your last chance. And, oh, and, I know. And you've done it. You've lived up yeah. to it. That's a hell of an accomplishment, man. Yeah, I mean, we're seriously. Proud, we're, we're proud of oh, you. Shit. We're proud oh, of shit. you. Yeah. Uh, to, to come out the other side was phenomenal and I'm reminded of, reminded about it occasionally when somebody else leaves yeah. unfortunately, unfortunately Scott Hall didn't make it yeah. you know and uh, that was that was uh, that was rough watching him go you yeah. know um, when he left the house he hadn't drank in, in some time but it wasn't long after he left the house and he started picking up again yeah well, and he's dead and gone. Yeah. Well, and, uh, 
so many of your compatriots from back then have passed away. Oh, yeah. I mean, Absolutely. lots of them. Um, and yeah. lots of them get into drugs and painkillers because, let's face, face it, uh, uh, you're not an accountant. You know, you weren't a podiatrist. You were you were a wrestler that got banged around every day, right? Uh, Absolutely. And you know, plus steroids and what else was you know being used, pumping those that you know all that all that shit takes yeah. a toll on your body. Do you think the wrestling world is learning from that? I mean, I think oh, yeah. football oh, is yeah. a little bit right. So tell well, me, they learn they learn big time from it. You know, I mean, today the guys wrestle. You know, at the most three days a week. Mm. You know, back then we were wrestling seven days a week, twice on Saturday, twice on Sunday. Oh, we would go, I wrestled Ricky Steamboat 93 days straight. Oh, wow. So, what was your record? That, yeah, that was it. Yeah. 93, 93 and 0? Yeah. Were you 93 and 0? Of course I was. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good streak. Yeah, wow. Well. Yeah, I was 85 0 and three arrests. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, um, when you're wrestling somebody, was it 93 days in a row or what was it? Was it did you say 93 days in a row? 93 days in a row, but there was the 93 days, then you do twice on Saturday, twice on Sunday, and that's two different cities each day. Oh, my God. You know, oh my. like you might be up in Seattle, have to fly to L.A., Get a rental car, go to the arena in LA at two o'clock. Wrestle, get back in the car, drive to San Diego, and Jeez. wrestle at night. Yes. Then that night, you get through wrestling, drive back to LA. The next morning, you might get up and uh, drive a fly to Omaha. Man, yeah. go to the go to the building in Omaha. Come out of the building, go to Des Moines, Iowa. So, which is like a three-hour drive. Did you even know where you were half the time? I mean, did you? Uh, well, how would you funny, keep track funny, of everything? Funny you should say that. Uh, during that stretch with Steamboat, about the seventy-day mark, my wife had to come on the road with me because I was no longer able to put words together for a sentence. Wow! Uh, I was literally walking into the airport, and I would hand them a stack of tickets. Tell them to find whatever they needed. So you know, just find it. I can't find it. You find it. Wow. You know, I, I get out and go to a hotel. I just put my plastic on the desk, sign the thing, and go to the room. But I couldn't. I couldn't even talk. And and you couldn't talk. Was that from? What was that from? Draw or what? What was? Was it just the oh, physical abuse, the exhaustion? It, what was it? The constant beating. Yeah. yeah. Constant traveling. You know, Steamboat and I, in those days, we were doing 30 minutes a night in the ring. Yeah. So, uh, 30 minutes in the ring will take it out of it, brother. And then, you know, what's a nice relaxing thing to do is to drive three hours <laughs> or, yeah. or get in an airplane when you're a giant man like you <laughs> yeah. and, right. and, and uh, stretch out your legs you, in yeah. your little tiny seat. How many bags yeah. of peanuts do you think you had in your life <laughs> for the little uh, airline peanuts? <laughs> Which airlines yeah. had the best peanuts? Can you tell us that? Yeah. Delta. Delta. Okay. Delta. Okay. Right. You heard it here. Hashtag yeah. Delta. Great peanuts. Jake yeah. the Snake indoors. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, man, because uh, over the years, I've got 
I've got over three million miles with them now. Oh, wow. And you're based out of Atlanta now, right? Are you are you down right. there? Yeah. Right. And that's their kind of like their hub there. Yeah, that's their big hub. Now, uh, on a happier note, I, I saw that you were at a movie premiere this week. So tell us about this. You're in a movie uh, called Out of Exile. Out of Exile, man. It was pretty damn good, too. I must say, you know, catch you on Netflix or whatever. Um, What's they, it about? It's about a guy that's uh, he's a criminal, and he's wanting to get out of it, but he's got to make one last big, big haul. And uh, it takes you for a ride with him. Now, are you uh, playing yourself? Or are you? Uh, is no. this like full yeah, out your, acting? What's your character? Yeah, uh, I play another criminal that is uh, sort of got the FBI up his ass, and uh, he's he's having to be an informant now. So, is this something that you want to do now? You want to uh, be become an actor? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. You have an agent and all that stuff, and uh, oh yeah, oh cool. Yeah. Uh, Did you see Peanut Butter Falcon? Say that again. Did you see Peanut Butter Falcon? No. Check that out. Are you in that one too? Oh yeah. Oh, oh let's yeah. look at this, yeah. man. This would be a fun little uh, extra career yeah, for you, yeah. huh? Right. How old are you, Jake? How old are you? You're all right. How old are you? How old am I? Yeah. Two. Two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, you're cutting out a little bit but I, I i think you're basically about the same age okay. as us which right. is not young <laughs> it's not, not young but it's great taking uh, on a second career this is or not a second a new career yeah um are you go- going through training or to talk to us because i played okay. jimmy carter in 1977 in grammar school i can help you out a little bit <laughs> he's got a lot of training <laughs> You got you got everything I need, man. <laughs> no, just uh, something that, that just come along, and uh, I tried it, and uh, you know they they sometimes they just want to snatch me up for a cameo or whatever. I've done probably fifteen films now. Wow, it's something I'd like to do. I also do uh, stand up comedy. Do you? No really? way, really. Yeah. In fact, I'm coming to Chicago later on this year. When? Oh, great. Uh, I'll have to get back with you on that. Yeah, let us know because we'll come out and see you for sure. That's. Uh... Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll I... have you on again, too. All I do is just talk about road stories and stuff, you know? Yeah. Well, the you've got insane... some. <laughs> yeah, the insane that we did on the road and, uh, in the locker rooms and uh, in the hotels and what have you. What? Well, uh, Pretty funny stuff. So, I mean, you're a crowd pleaser. I mean, you, everything you're leading toward everything to being a performer. That is basically yeah, your entire you persona, right? Yeah, I've been that since the beginning, I guess. Well, you were always one of the more uh, gifted yeah. uh, with the gab uh, wrestlers. I mean, you always had um, you had that performative aspect of it down more so than some of your uh, your comrades from back in the day. I think that yeah. that's really the secret to your success, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah, my gift to gab and uh, how serious I can make it for you. And I can hook you by using my voice. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, you got a great voice. Yeah, which probably would be great for a podcast. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, I hear something about a podcast. I do have a podcast. Oh, really? Tell us about the podcast. Oh, it's absolutely, it's got the greatest stars. It's me. Yeah, yeah okay. And uh, it's, we put it out every week, man. It's called the Snake Pit? Yeah. Hey, can I ask you something about the snakes? Be- yeah, well, while we're on the to- topic, I mean, I- Rick is not a snake guy. I'm not a snake guy. <laughs> now, Rick is a is an icky little girl when it comes to snakes, Jake. I'm like Indiana Jones when it comes to snakes. Um, yeah, that that was your thing. You you, you obviously uh, learned how to deal with snakes. Did you did you like snakes before that? I mean, how did that come up? I'm absolutely terrified of snakes. Are you really? <laughs> Tell us. I'm scared shitless. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. And how did it come up? Well, I had the idea several years ago to do it, but it never came to fruition. And then uh, whenever I went to WWE, uh, Vince suggested that's what was going to happen. Now, you got to understand, my fear was so strong. You know, when he said steak, I, I, I froze. Yeah. And while I froze, he was writing some numbers on a piece of paper and he slid it over to me. And I looked at those numbers and I went, wait a minute, there's six zeros there. Oh, oh. So that with, get, with uh, a dollar sign in front of it? <laughs> yeah, with several dollar signs in front of it. And uh, immediately I went, oh, yeah, no problem. <laughs> I could get over yeah, the that, snake thing. That could. Uh... I'll suck a dick for a candy stick. <laughs> no, I would. I don't like candy. <laughs> so, do you remember your first experience with this? All right, so they're throwing all this money at you, yeah. and then it's like, okay, Jake, here's your snake or whatever. Did they introduce you? I mean, how did first experience? How did you? How did you get? Uh, they had a guy that uh, my snake handler, so to speak, whose name uh, was Jake the Snake too. It was yeah. really weird. <laughs> oh, this dude, this guy was really fucked up. He was one weird cat. But uh, no, he he came to the arena for the first time in Poughkeepsie, New York, and brought it to me. And I was so afraid. He's like, "You want to get it out and mess with this a little bit?" I'm like, "No, no need to. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna wing it, <laughs> you know." Because uh, I'm I just terrified, but it's it's so strange that when the bell rings and you go to the go to the ring, there's that space between the locker room and that curtain. And once I hit that curtain, I don't I'm not a really in Smith anymore, who's deathly afraid of snakes. Yeah, Jake the Snake Roberts, who don't give a fuck about nothing. Yeah. Wow, that is so. And, that's so interesting. I'm sorry. Keep going. And I'm so grateful that it's like that because if it was the other way, I wouldn't have been able to carry out the gimmick. But uh, I had a lot of bad experiences with that damn snake, you know, because they had to stay in the hotel room with me too. <laughs> what they and, they uh, they're like? They're, please tell me they're not sleeping in the bed with you. What are they? What are they? What are no, they? Only one time. But, <laughs> right. Hey, we don't judge. We're <laughs> Illinois, my friend. It's fine. Whatever. Uh, very pliable young lady. 
Wow. Okay. She wanted she that snake, huh? <laughs> Super freaky. Yeah. What what kind of what kind of snake? It was a python, wasn't it? It's your uh, your snake. Burmese python. And, and those are the ones that slowly crush you to death, right? Not so slow. Yeah. Uh, so it did it happen to you a couple of times? Did you have like yeah. moments where? It, yeah, once in Indianapolis, I was fighting Steamboat, who had the dragon at the time. He had that uh, big kimono dragon. And during the match, we got to where we were throwing punches toe-to-toe, and the snake was around my neck. And all I remember is seeing car lights. Wow. And the car lights came at me, and it, it happened real quick. In a matter of 10 seconds, I was down and I was out. You know what did they do? Well, they get around your neck and they get those uh, those veins that go right to your brain. No, but and, I mean, what did the people uh, at the at the no, arena do? The people cheered their asses off. Yeah, jeez. They thought it was part of the yeah. gig, right? Yeah, and then Steamboat got it off of me, thank God, because if not, I've been dead. Wow! Holy. Yeah, he got it. It's real strange, though. About three months later, we came back to Indianapolis, and whenever I got there, there was police out there. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And this guy in a suit and tie is pointing at me, and I'm like, what the fuck have I done now? Yeah. Yeah. Because there were things, weren't there, Jake? Oh, yeah. (laughs) came running towards me, and I'm like, I didn't do shit, you know? (laughs) He says, no, 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 I'm the building manager. We just need to know if you got the same snake with you. I'm like, well, why does that matter? So, well, the fans want to know. The people buying tickets want to know. If it's the same one, they want to buy a ticket. Because <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you'll really uh, die this time. Because right, they yeah. were looking for a little. Uh, Fuck, <laughs> man. Tough crowd. Tough crowd. No shit. So did, this, did the snakes have names? I called him a lot of things. Okay, but like, it was it the same snake? It was. was no, it the... God, no. That was the bad part. You know, I get him. It, it, this is another bad part about it. They were only good for about ten days on the road. Okay. And then you had to switch them out. So, you've seen the same snake probably once, well, maybe three times a year. Man. And then did you start recognizing, like, okay, that's kind of oh, a good hey, snake. It's, it's Barney. <laughs> yeah, no. right. I mean, did you, like... No, I didn't, I didn't get that familiar with it. <laughs> God. Well, I would have been the same way. I mean, it's the scared right. shit yeah. out of me. Uh, so I had, a wrestle, I had a wrestling so you're, career. Well, you're saying that it was it's smart to be afraid of snakes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it is, man. Because I'll tell you something. At 4 o'clock in the morning when you've had a bit too much to drink and you've got to piss... And you know the snake's in that bathroom. And you go in there and you pull your junk out in front of it. And it's like, <laughs> are you really this? I could. Huh. Piss in a bottle or piss on the floor or something, you know. <laughs> uh, well, that's great to know because I was just about to buy a python <laughs> and have it live in the, ba- the bathroom. <laughs> I think I'm not going to do it. They are nothing but hell. Man, well, you know, hey, Jake, this is, you know, we, we appreciate you taking some time to talk to us because this has been a fun conversation for us. We're, uh, we were, we're contemplating a career in wrestling at yeah, age 60. Yeah. And, uh, you go know. ahead. Go ahead. 
Yeah. Uh, do they like uh like skinny fat guys? Is that a good <laughs> is that a good look, you know, with really uh, scrawny arms and right. big bellies? Is that uh, a lot of maybe popcorn vending? Oh, oh all yeah. right. Now we're talking. Because my gimmick yeah. animal was going to be a little puppy. That was going to be mine. That you beat on stage. So what about your podcast? Where can you get it? Is it on Stitcher and all those places? It's on all the places, man. Is there anything you'd like to plug? What's the best way for people to follow you? Oh, man. JakeTheSnakeRoberts.com. Um Jesus Christ, all that shit, man. Oh, him too. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. You're on all the social media and everywhere if yeah. people want to follow you. Yeah. Well, look, that, look for that. Jake, this has been a, a pleasure. Uh, we're big fans. and uh, uh, Let us know when you're coming to Chicago. We'll definitely come right. out and watch you. Yeah, and we'll... Uh, that'd be great, buddy. But hey, much health to you. Have a great year. And congratulations we'll on, on your success with sobriety. Yeah. Uh, and it's a, it's yeah. your greatest achievement of your life. And we're proud of you. No doubt. I just want to reach out and tell anybody that's uh, struggling. Uh, social media, man, get a hold of me. I'll try to help you. Oh, that is great, right? Uh, unless you're a snake tamer, yeah, and then, and then don't don't get a hold of Jake. You got that right. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Appreciate buddy. It. All right, take care, bud. So long. Bye, We got to go see that show. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, I I love the. Uh, I hate snakes. I can't go anywhere new. How much? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> you know, honestly, Dave. Yeah. Uh, is, isn't there a number on a piece of paper that would do the same for you? Right. I think he said there were six numbers. Yeah. I could probably deal with a five. You know? uh, yeah. Uh, We've had a couple of people come to us to oh, do books, and, no. and I'm like, you really want to publish this guy? And yeah. and he's like, well, you know, <laughs> and then you'll, sh- you'll slide that uh, number over to me. Like, <laughs> look, bim. Anyway. Yeah. Salman Rushdie is actually yeah. looking. <laughs> Great. Uh, special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. Uh, thanks to Brandon Herman mm-hmm. from for scoring Jake the Snake for us. Distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again soon with another episode of Minutia Man Celebrity Interview. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. I was at the temple on Monday. I was walking into the temple, and I held the door open for a pretty attractive older woman. I'd say she was like in her early 70s, maybe. And she goes, well, thank you. Are you here for the seniors event? Oh, ouch. Oh, let the record show she was kind of hot in a 70-year-old kind of way. So I'm like, are, are you listening to what you're saying right now? <laughs> Minutia Men with Rick and Dave, the Tony Lasano podcast, and Opie Production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. What would that be, a GMIF? Uh, oh, my, a grandma? oh, my um, God. Stop. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. <laughs>